listeners. Hello, Ree. How are you doing? Hello, Dr. Webster. Welcome, everybody, to our another, yet another podcast. What number are we on now? Oh, it's about 20, I think. 20. <sighs> if I was there, I'd be getting bored. Yeah, I, I can't believe you people are still coming back to listen to this garbage that we natter maybe, about. Maybe they're not. <laughs> we're just talking <laughs> and sending it out to cyberspace and they're just listening to the useful <laughs> stuff. And this stuff's gone. Yeah, but it, it makes me feel important and, um, you know, that's enough. Right, good. Let's keep doing it then. Today, um, we're going to talk about the... Ear. The embryology of the ear. The oh, ear, good. everything. Everybody, you're using your ears now. We're going to be talking about how they develop. So or in South Wales, the year. The year. From year, year. to year, um, yeah. How are your baby's ears? Uh, my baby's ears, I think, are coming along quite nicely. What am I? 18 weeks now, just over. So, um, somebody told me that you can hear stuff already. I don't know Get if that's true or not. Get on halfway there, then. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I've got, well, it's all a bit out of sync, really, but I've got my 20-week scan in about a week. And I'll only be just over 19 then, but that's all right, yeah. I think. So That'd be quite nice. So it can hear, can it? He, she? I think so. Um, I don't know if they're absolutely perfectly formed or in the right place yet, um, but it's definitely getting along that way. Um, all the all the um, yeah inner ear, middle ear, all that sort of stuff should be uh, in place. We'll Rob hasn't started playing bark to your belly yet. No, Robin. <laughs> Robin does keep talking to it, but it's normally to say things about how stupid I've been or something. So I'm not. Sure <laughs> that's not very start. positive, is it? No, I know. I'm not sure that's the best start. Your silly mother. Do you know what she did today? Um, but no, it's really good. Actually, I've just had we've just had a bit of news. Um, another one of our friends has had um, a baby, um, and it was a boy, and it was an eleven pounder. Wasn't it? it wasn't a boy. It was a bowling ball. Poor little thing. Um, the mother, I mean, <laughs> she's yeah. really not that big. So uh, we don't know any details, but congratulations to uh, everybody's Cameron. pregnant at the moment. Apart yeah. from you, or are you? No, bad enough. Have man. you been what? I'm training for an Ironman. I can't have any more babies. Okay. <laughs> or can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, mind you, I'm not, putting, I'm not doing any bike training yet. The Ironman's a few years off, actually. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when the bike training kicks off, then I definitely won't be having any babies. No chance. <laughs> Fair enough. No, it's, um, it's been really good, and we've listened to the baby's heartbeat a few times, and, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So it's all very exciting. Good. Yeah, you sound excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've stopped feeling sick, so I can feel a little bit better now. And Good. You know, I, I went in for a swim and all those sorts of things that I used to do that I haven't done for a long time, so it's been nice. You started looking at baby stuff yet and buying baby stuff? No. My Plenty sister of time had a baby shower. Yeah, my sister had a baby shower and she got loads of stuff, so I'm just hoping that will come my way afterwards. Well, that's Fine. a good idea. Have a party, get stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. My garage is full of stuff if you need any. Oh, what? Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> is it baby <laughs> stuff or is it just old bits of bike? <laughs> well, both. Come and have a rummage. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of baby Deal. stuff in there. Really? Anyway, come on then. Right. Let's talk about the year. So, Let's get back on track. Uh, in the adult ear, I know that you've got the inner ear, the middle ear and the outer ear. So the outer ear is the bit you can see. It's all the, uh, the fluffy, rubbery Oh, elastic yeah. fiber cartilaginous bits of the ear and then they call it a the tube. pinna or the oracle oh, okay there's a tube then that runs to the eardrum so that's all the outer ear then inside the eardrum you've got the middle ear haven't you with the ossicles the bones there transmitting yep. forces across to the oval window a little membrane then the other side of that membrane is the inner ear which is inside the bone 
you've got the yeah. cochlea and the uh, the what's it the semicircular canal. canals yeah so the cochlea that does the, yeah so cochlea does the sound semicircular canals that it, it is involved in balance isn't it yeah yeah cool then so let's do that inner ear then middle ear then outer ear what can you tell me about the development of the inner ear inner ear okay the inner ear um the inner ear is like kind of like the business end that's how i think about it and um, it actually develops from ectoderm, so from surface ectoderm. Um, if you remember back to the eye podcast that we did, the last podcast, um, we had the the lens, part of the eye was developing from the surface ectoderm, and that part was the lens, and it actually sort of had a, a placode, placode thickening of the ectoderm that invaginated, um, and that was at the level in the eye, that was at the level of the forebrain. In the ear... Almost exactly the same thing happens, but it's at the level of the hind brain. Okay, so it's right. um, sort of low down in the neck of the embryo, if you like. So it's ectoderm. But it's still ectoderm. Okay, okay so in the eye, so, we had we had the so the back part of the eye forms from the central nervous system. That doesn't happen. The, the neuroectoderm, yeah. Yeah. No. But in the uh, you've got that same bit, the same idea that there's ectoderm on the surface which invaginates in and then blebs off from the surface and becomes a, a like a an ovoid shaped vesicle That's underneath exactly the right. surface of the embryo right okay so the, the terminology that we're looking at is um the area of the thickening ectoderm is called the otic placo placode right okay otic yeah. placode um and then as that invaginates it becomes and, and blebs off inside the embryo we get the otic vesicle sometimes it's called the otocyst or otocyst right yeah okay so all those sorts of terms you might come across when you're reading up in your textbooks later. And and basically, it's this otic vesicle that is going to um, develop into all aspects of the inner ear. Okay, so how it does it is it actually divides into a ventral part and a dorsal part. Okay. Keeping it simple, the ventral part ends up being the cochlea and the saccule, and the dorsal part ends up becoming the utricle, the semicircular canals, and the endolymphatic duct. Ah, uh, Okay. So it splits. I don't really. Then we get those two major parts and some of the other parts of the adult ear. Okay. So in a little bit more um, detail, we've got um, sort of certain events along the way. So at about seven weeks, the semicircular canals um, that are developing can be recognised um, by you know various methods. Um, and the cochlea, um, if you, you know, if you can see an image or something, I think we're going to have one up, aren't we? The cochlea. Yeah. Um, is this spiral structure okay so and it starts off as a kind of duct with one turn but then by about 11 weeks or so it actually has the full two and a half turns of this spiral cochlea um that we we have in in mammals okay so it's a little sticky okay. outy bit and it gets longer and coils itself up then to form that it's, cochlea yeah that it's basically developing yeah kind of a coiled shell type thing inside the bone yeah i mean there's there's a little bit of um difference in in when people say it happens some say eight it's you know fully turned by eight weeks some say 11 so it's, you know it's with embryology you know things aren't always absolutely exact but um but it, ha it all biology. happens yeah it all happens very quickly um and really within the first couple of months so yeah so that's that's that part and um, one thing that we should also mention with the inner ear um staying with um, the fact that it's this functional part and we've got the um, cochlea which is going to be to do with this, the hearing the sound part of everything um, there's actually um, 
it's called an organ okay so this is where the sensory cells have come from and this is where the sensory cells um, take the sound and relay it back through the vestibular cochlear nerve or cranial nerve um, eight back to the brain okay so this is called the organ of corti and do you know what i don't know who corti was no i don't know have a look on who named it dot com yeah <laughs> um but the organ of corti um is essentially a membrane and this membrane is within the cochlea um, and it's called the tectorial membrane and it's the membrane and it's the sensory hair cells within the cochlea okay and so those so those, those sensory hair cells, cells then are formed from the ectoderm so they're epithelial hair cells then pretty much yes okay yeah, yeah. okay so that's all that and then um, i mean it is quite a complex structure and when you see it um you know it's a really quite a beautiful structure as well it's impressive yeah the, the parts of the inner ear are superb they're gorgeous yeah they're difficult to dig out like. the bone mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so so you know that's sort of how a little bit about how the cochlea forms remember that was part of the ventral um otic vesicle the the dorsal part we get the semicircular canals now the formation of those is a bit interesting um and quite hard to describe actually so i'll give it a go but i have got an image that hopefully will help um, with any explanations but basically the semicircular canals start out as kind of flattened pockets it's kind of like coming off the utricle um, yeah they're kind yeah. of this flattened disc shape if you like um they come off and then um the oh, how do i describe it the the membrane uh, come together okay but they leave around the outer outer edge they don't come together so they leave these kind of hollow um areas along the outer bit but the middle bits come together okay so there are the kind of three middle. flat spaces yeah and then yeah. the the bit closer gets flattened and the the bit further away remains open so you get a tube at the end you, and tube all the way around yeah the edge so you get this yeah, that's okay. exactly right and then, and then, when the membranes come together, they end up disintegrating. So they end up with just the tube around the end, which are the canals. Right. And again, those okay, have got so hair like, cells in them, haven't they? They have. They have. And um, a, a, an important part of these, the anatomical structure of these, is where they actually enter the utricle. There's little, um, at one end, um, there's a dilation in, in each canal. Yeah. And it's called the ampulla. And within that... There are these these sensory cells, and they're the ones that are going to um, record any changes in balance or equilibrium. Swinging your head around and sitting on a chair and spinning around. That's what yeah, and, and basically, it, they, they're, these, these cells... <laughs> yeah, we've all played those games. <laughs> <laughs> Normally on the beach at, what is it, Beach Olympics or something. Um, but But... It's the endolymph. There's the, the inner ear is filled with this fluid, and that's what happens when you move your ear these cells record changes in that fluid moving and then relay it back yeah. via yeah. the um, I think the vestibular part of the uh, yeah. nerve eight. Yeah, very yeah. neat. Very cool, actually. Okay. Well, okay, so that's the inner ear. What about the middle ear, then? Okay, the middle ear, um, if you remember, we talked about the... We mentioned the ossicles, um, and the ossicles are bones bones that you all have heard of before i talk about all of those smallest I just bones in the human body oh little ones little little bones teeny yeah. teeny bones 
put that to one side for a minute. I want to talk about the space that these bones are in, okay, because they're in a chamber. Um, and if you can remember back to the pharyngeal arches podcast that we did. Yeah. We talked about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 um, we talked about not only the pharyngeal arches, but we also talked about pharyngeal pouches. Now, um, pharyngeal pouches are on the inside of the embryo, okay? So they're on the inner part. So they're going to be endoderm-lined pouches. Yeah, okay, so you've got the pouches on the inside, then you've got the arch, then you've got the cleft on the outside. Yes. Pharyngeal cleft. Right? You okay. listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, so, so I just want to talk about the first pharyngeal pouch, okay? Um, because that is the endoderm lining um, that forms the tubotympanic recess. We did talk about it in the podcast, okay? So the tubotympanic recess, really, clues in the name, tympanic, that's going to end up being the tympanic cavity, okay? And so that right. envelops these ossicles as they're developing. Okay? Cool. So that's how you Endoderm lining. That's it. Right. Yeah. So now we can talk about the ossicles that actually develop. And um, pharyngeal arch 1 and 2 are really important. So we've got the malleus, the incus, and the stapes. They're the ossicles, yes. And these bones are all articulating with each other to transmit vibration from the eardrum to the oval window. Is that right? Yeah. Like nice that. one. <laughs> yeah, roughly. Um, all right. Yeah, so and, both I mean, pharyngeal arches one and two are involved here. So how is that then? Well, okay. So the first pharyngeal arch um, creates something that we call Meckel's cartilage. And this, this is like a, a, a band and it's going to develop into different types of cartilage or bone. Um, but for us, specifically in the ear, um, it forms the malleus, or the head of the malleus. Okay. Uh -huh. but it also forms a little part of the incus, which is the body of the incus in the short process. So have a look at the anatomy of the bones, and you'll see the different parts of them. Um, yeah, I'll, and so I'll try and take some photos of our models and stick them up in this podcast. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, maybe even label them if I'm kind. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> Don't make it too easy. <laughs> Um, but so it's, ju it's just important to remember that um, different parts of the bone are developing from different embryolo embryological origins, okay? So the first pharyngeal arch makes part of the malleus and part of the incus. The second uh -huh. pharyngeal, pharyngeal arch, okay, through um, a transitional stage called Reichardt's cartilage, a bit like Meckel's cartilage, but in the second pharyngeal arch, that makes the handle of the malleus, the long process of the incus, and all of the stapes. Okay. The first arch makes most of the malleus and the incus. Mm -hmm. The second arch makes the stapes. Little bits exactly. of the other ones. Yeah, that's essentially it. Um, and okay. the two transitional um, cartilages that we talked about, Meckel's and Reichardt's, they, they are exactly that. They're just transitional stages. Sure. Each, each pharyngeal arch has got a bit of cartilage in it, isn't it, which forms the, the bony bits or cartilaginous bits that are going to form from that arch. That, yeah. All right. So in the, in the middle ear, these ossicles, I know they're attached to a couple of muscles, aren't they? Uh, stapes is attached to stapedius. Um, yeah, the name, I love it. Yeah, that's why I remember that one. What's the other one? Is the, the malleus is attached to a muscle that extends down the um, the eustachian or the the uh, auditory tube, isn't it? Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. What's that, that one's what's called, that muscle? That one's called the tensor tympani. Tensor tympani, that's the one. Tensor tympani okay, so if... attaches to the malleus. Stapedius attaches yeah. to the stapes. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that helps to sort of just control a little bit of the um, the effect that the tympanic membrane, when it vibrates, you know, and it, it comes through it. Bit of control, bit of dampening, like a suspension yeah. spring. Okay. Exactly. And, and what's so those interesting about these two muscles? 
No, go on. Go on. Carry on. <laughs> is um is that one's developed from the first pharyngeal arch and the other is developed from the second pharyngeal arch? Which is which? Stapes, malleus incus, and stapes. So stapes is the second arch bone. So stapedius being attached to stapes must also be made from the second arch. So it must be innervated by the uh, facial nerve then. Absolutely correct. Aha. So tensor tympani then attached to the malleus must be innervated by the nerve of the first arch, which is the um, trigeminal nerve. Trigeminal. Brilliant. Exactly. It makes so much sense when you realise the origin of these things. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, of course, actually, when you look at the facial nerve and you know it goes near the ear because the facial nerve comes out through um, the stylomastoid foramen behind the styloid process, which is right by the ear if you look at the skull. And, of course, the corda tympani nerve carrying parasympathetic fibres down into the front of the face, that's passing right through this area, isn't it? So facial nerve, second arch, stapedius, and all those other jobbies as well. I know. It's like magic how it all comes together. You link these things together, it starts to make sense. It's messy, but it makes sense. <laughs> there might not be a why, but there is an is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's inner ear and middle ear done. What about the outer ear, that lumpy bit and uh, the tube? Oh, and also, I guess, the eardrum as well. What about the eardrum? How does that fall? Ah, glad you asked. Um, the eardrum is classified as part of the outer ear. A right. more external ear, if you like. And what's really um, interesting about this is that it contains all three um, embryological um, tissue origins. If what I so mean, all three germ layers: ectoderm, mesoderm, that's, endoderm. That's oh, what I was looking for. Germ layers. Thank you. Yeah. So it's got because the um, tympanic cavity is lined with endoderm. Okay. So it's got that endoderm lining on on one side. Then it's got a um, a mesoderm sort of layer in between, and then it's got this um, ectoderm that's developed from the external auditory meatus and through the tube down. Uh -huh. So it's Next. like a sandwich. Nice. I think it's the ectoderm. The ectoderm layer starts out quite thick, I think, and it gets thinner. Ah. I think. And if that doesn't occur, nice. then you can you can uh, it causes congenital deafness. If that actual thinning doesn't occur, so you have a, a thick eardrum. Of course, if any of the other structures we've talked about so far don't form, like the ossicles or the eardrum or uh, the cochlea, if they don't form properly, then you'll also get congenital deafness. And I think yeah. you said this all occurs around week seven, week eight. So if really early, yeah. Yeah. So if the embryo is is uh, is subjected to teratogens around that period, then the, the development of the ear is at risk, and hence congenital deafness. Okay. Good point. So that's the eardrum then? Yeah. What about um, yeah, the, it's, uh... it's simple, but it's just a nice example of using all three germ layers in one structure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it links okay, so in now... to clefts and pouches yeah. and stuff. Anyway, the by part. the by, what about the bit that me granddad could waggle? <laughs> I can wiggle my ears, can you? No. Seriously, you What muscles do you use to wiggle your ears? Oh. Probably, um, um, temporalis. temporalis. Temporalis, yeah. I've no idea. I've no. absolutely no idea. What, what, what does it look like? Yeah, temporalis. Looks like you're wiggling it's your not really forehead. wiggling your ears, wiggling your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're wiggling your forehead and your ears are attached to that. 
Yeah, Ish. my grandpa taught me. Right. <laughs> I'm, sure my, I'm sure my granddad did it differently to that, but I don't, I don't remember how. That was a long time ago. Well, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I reckon there's a grandpa club of weir- ear wiggling. And they all share it, the skill. It's possible. Or is it just the granddad have bigger ears so it gets easier? <laughs> lengthening lobes, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the outer, the, the external ear that we'll talk about now. Okay, yeah. it's called the pinna. Pinna or Pina, I don't know how you want to announce it. Pina. I like Pinna myself. The blend, isn't it? P-I-N-N-A, Pinna. Oracle. Is that named after somebody? Oracle? No, Pinna. I don't know. Oracle is just a shape thing, isn't it? Pinna, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, this is something called... else to look up after the podcast. Yeah. Um, the essence of this is that it develops from um, six hillocks that develop on the first and second pharyngeal arches. Okay, so so little lumps then, little, little tiny lumpy hills, hillocks. Hillocks. Right. Yeah. They're actually called the hillocks of Hiss. Uh-huh. And you can start to see them as early as week five, which is quite impressive. Uh-huh. Um, cut a long story short, and there is a little bit of variation on this, okay? It's one of those classic areas that some say all this develops from the first and then this develops from the second pharyngeal arch, but... There is a bit of bit of difference, but what is um, right, what is um, you know not debatable really, is that um, the hillocks one, two, and three develop from the first pharyngeal arch. Okay. And then hillocks four, five, and six develop from the second. Okay. Happy with that? Yeah. Okay. And then what do those hillocks become? Okay, so the first three, they essentially become. The tragus, and get a bit picture of an ear when you're looking at this. Or Which bit's the tragus? Okay. Oh. Um, it's the the bit around the back. It's, it's on a tragus diagram. is that little lumpy bit anterior to the hole, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, am is I that? thinking of the helix? The helix is the curly bit, hence helix. Yeah. Curling around the yeah. ear. Okay. So it's basically the tragus, tragus, and the helix that develop in from from that. Right. And then, but then yeah. you've got the anti-helix, the anti-tragus. Um, the anti-tragus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they all develop from the second pharyngeal arch. Um, I have done a diagram, so hopefully that will be coming up now and I'll help explain it a little bit. Yeah, we'll pop it up there if you want to see it. Otherwise, you can look in your favourite textbook if you want to. Well, yeah. But those well, six helix then... No, I didn't say that. Sorry? I what didn't you say? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> So those six hillocks then form the external bits of the ear that we all see and recognise and wobble. Yeah, and and there was a bit of debate about where the ear lobe forms from, um, but it would appear that it has some input from um, hillock one and six, as the okay. 1999 paper says. So I wonder what accounts for, I say, Blofeld's lost earlobes. Okay, on a Majesty's Secret Service, James Potter. Yeah, I was going to say, explain yeah. yourself. It wasn't Blofeld. It wasn't that Blofeld doesn't have any heroes. Blofeld was trying to, I don't know, prove his, uh, he was a descendant of some duchy and that that family didn't have earlobes or something, so he chopped his earlobes off. As well as had some other plastic surgery. Are you, you don't believe are you me, do big, you? Are you a big Bond fan? No, I just remember that for some reason. <laughs> so if that's my anatomy interest. The whole earlobe <laughs> genetics. Really? There's a family well, uh, yes. of some people without earlobes. and Okay. I know earlobes very okay, I, I do find it interesting that the free-hanging earlobes are the um, dominant genetic uh, phenotype. 
so and then to are... the ones that are attached to recessive recessive so, so it's much more le much less likely to not have earlobes see you never go around looking at people's earlobes do you well actually i do oh right okay <laughs> <laughs> normal people um, don't go around looking at other people's earlobes well, they don't. yeah like noses yeah. noses in the middle of your face but you never see it until you look at it yeah. and then you can't help but see everybody's noses and that's all you can see there I like noses. Mine's got a bit of a ski slope. Anyway, we're not doing those. We're doing. We haven't done. Oh, we haven't done um, smell. Are we going to do the nose? Well, the embryology of the nose. Anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's a much, much later date. Unless we get lots of requests specifically asking for it. <laughs> um. Okay. Any other um lobe facts? I've got one. Go on, okay, then. Your earlobes. <laughs> your earlobes. <laughs> Do elongate with age. Okay, so oh, now we're going to be looking at old people's earlobes. Yeah, but do you know this? Men's do it faster than women's by 0.015 millimeters a year. That's in a <laughs> that, that sounds like a small difference. <laughs> that sounds like a small difference, but old men's ears are much bigger than old ladies' ears. I know. Wow. Nice little fact there. Thank you. Just think if there were loads of stem cells in your ears, you could. Anyway. No, don't go <sighs> yeah. there. No, that's excellent. So, Thank so, you, Oh, well, pleasure. So basically, we've got the inner ear, which is all those things, the cochlea, the utricle, the saccule, the um, semicircular canal. So that's all your your action um, centre for hearing and for balance. Then we've the got, got the middle sensory ear. sensory bit. Yeah. Then we've got the middle ear, and that's kind of the transmission from sound through to, you know, relaying it to the brain and what have uh -huh. you. So the that's the ossicles. Yeah, brilliant. And then we've got the outer ear, which includes the eardrum, and um, the oracle, which all develop from the hillux of hiss. Sweet. Thank you. Easy. Pleasure. Hey, well, I've learned a little bit because I've not really paid much attention to uh, the embryology of the ear before now, although the inner ear is a beautiful structure. Um, yeah, I, 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 when I drew it, I sort of, you know, really appreciated it. Cool. All right. Thanks, Ree. So uh, are we going to move on to a little bit of embryology next? Uh, sorry, on to a bit of anatomy, anatomy next anatomy. time. Yeah, 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 I think that's a good idea. Because although I thought there were a huge number of anatomy resources out there already, and there was no need for us to add to that, we've had quite a few requests of people liking this same format applied to anatomy. So we'll try and link it into the stuff we're teaching in the lab about now, shall we? Okay, we'll to, absolutely. We'll more than... Yeah, more than happy to do that. Um, and if anyone has got any special requests, you can always email me at r.s.dereed at swansea.ac. Yeah, but how do you spell Dereed anyway? Okay. Not a normal name that normal people have. D-E-W-R. Go on, start from the beginning. I'll put a link in anyway, but go on, start from the beginning. www.zivit.com. Um, okay, so r.s.dewr.ee at swansea.ac.uk. Um, that's if Yay. there's any requests, anything you want us to go over, okay? Oh. But other than that, we'll um, stick with what we got and we'll make it all apply to Swansea's curriculum. Yeah, so we'll do some GI tract stuff. Maybe oh, we'll, I don't what? know what we'll do. That's what we're teaching. <laughs> no, that sounds fun. I don't no, know. That sounds fun. Sounds fun. Right. All right, cheers, Ree. Thank you, Dr. Webster. Bye-bye, everyone. Easy. I'll bye see bye. you soon. Bye.